Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Screen Smash, the show where we discuss the gaming world and give our unfiltered, maybe unapologetic voices from real gamers on the topics that matter to us. I'm your host, Dan Morris, and joining me is Erica Ondawin. Do I do my intro now? Is that where I... I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was your intro. That's your intro, and now you say something. <laughs> yes, I'm Erica Ondawin, and I am a noob to the whole Souls game, so I'm excited to learn more. Patrick Sutherland. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack be Loki looking dummy thick. Hi. Hello. And last but not least, Louis Reza. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Hi. Hi, I'm Louis, and I don't like anything that's good for any reason whatsoever. Now I'm playing. I actually do like, uh, you know, some souls born kind of stuff, but at the same time, uh, I'm going to give the opposite opinion because that's who I am. Playing devil's advocate. <laughs> I have played all of the Souls games. I started with Dark Souls 2, and I have, uh, that apparently, that's not the right one to start with. And I am so happy that all these other games exist. Uh, I've played Demon Souls recently with the remaster, and I've played through Dark Souls 3, 1, Sekiro. Uh, and Elder Ring to completion as well. I'm a big fan. Um, so my experience with Souls games is they never interested me in the slightest. It just was never my thing. Looked too frustrating, too annoying. Um, but I wanted to prove somebody wrong uh, and play Elden Ring. And turns out I fell in love and I've played 100 plus hours on my third playthrough. Jesus. <laughs> I know. So my experience uh, is about what you would expect from somebody who's like, mm, they're all right, which is uh, I started Dark Souls 2 at one point, hated it immediately, and then uh, never went back to anything ever again. And then I tried Bloodborne because everyone was like, you like horror? And I was like, yeah, all right, let's do some Eldritch stuff and loved it. But then as I do, I got really distracted and left and haven't finished it. But it was really good. It was like yeah. really good. <laughs> All right. So my experience with the, the genre starts with the original Demon Souls. I played that on a whim and went, this is actually really interesting and cool. And I've been really into the, the genre ever since. I've played just about every iteration, but I haven't beaten all of them. But I have beaten Bloodborne, and I'm proud as fuck about that. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, that, that, that feels like it was a personal attack. Whatever. <laughs> oh, that's just me being really happy that I beat Bloodborne after seven years. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Now I don't feel so bad. All right. Yeah. <laughs> someone can finish. So we're here to talk about what it is about the genre and why is it so popular, especially now. I 
I think that these games are so popular because they are not going to hold your hand through them. They trust you as an adult gamer that you can figure it out and you're going to have to do some digging. You're going to read item descriptions to figure out what's going on. You're going to talk to NPCs and try to get the overarching story. You're going to be able to explore in any direction you'd like and you're going to know when something's too hard. Maybe that's not the way you're supposed to go, but maybe it is with these games. It's it's tough to say, but they give you the skill or the tool set that you can go in power level put that experience towards where you're lacking and go in and kick, uh, kick the next monster's butt. Yeah, cool. I feel so that. We can go around with that if you want to like, what is, why do you yeah. think they're so popular? Um, I, I've done a little bit of research on it because obviously I haven't played any of the other games, but what I was starting to love most about Elden Ring was all of like the hidden doors. It's roll into it, you're hit and there's caves and systems everywhere that you would never expect to be there. And it's it seems to be a running theme through all of the games is to have all these like hidden areas and cool things and hidden bosses. And I think that's something that's pretty top tier that I hear a lot of people talking about that they like the most. And it turned into one of the things I loved the most. And so I think that's probably a pretty big reason people like to find the hidden treasures. I feel like it harkens back to like a time before the internet even though the internet is obviously still there where it's you have these water cooler moments and you can go and say oh well i went over left when you went right and and i discovered a hidden city like yeah. there's just so many things that you could have just easily missed that in your 100 hours and and the, there's still things that people are discovering these days uh is is just really cool yeah that's what my third uh plus go through is is finding all the hidden areas because i've like done all the big things so i'm like now i want to find all of the little hidden things so now you're taking time <laughs> now i'm taking my time mm -hmm. exactly part of the reason why i think that they gotten so popular is that i'm going to quote one of our good friends maria it's very much an entire game based around hold my beer <laughs> which is check this out i can do it uh, I, I have this little thing in the back of my head that when I go through trophies and stuff like that and I see only 2% of people got this one, that's the only one I want. I don't care about the platinum. I don't care about the gold. I just <laughs> like being able to say I did the hard thing. And so, well, that's also what you said. But if you can get through to that and get uh, get that, that feeling of the gratification and all of that, it, it's it's another worldly kind of feeling that you can only get after putting so much effort and time into it oh 100 i'm so proud of those achievements those five percent and under <laughs> trophies and achievements yeah Even if it's bronze i'm good with that cool no, whatever that's, that's, <laughs> that speaks to me absolutely well, that goes right back to me saying like how happy i was i beat bloodborne i'm like i'm yeah. so excited that i got those yeah. bastards. <laughs> so to to really dig into this topic and discuss why these this genre has become so popular. I wanted us to take like a step back and think about it. And where I want to start that with that is the concept of early games were hard and modern games are easy contextually and, you know, in certain respects. But if you look back at some of the classic games that you might have played on the original Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, old, old games, that's what I'm saying. Back in the early days when gaming first became a thing, back then the games couldn't hold your hand they couldn't give you detailed instructions they couldn't give you these elaborate instruction manuals and like uh one of the best examples which patrick had thrown out there was the legend of zelda if you look at the that game it very much just kind of dropped you into this world with very little direction 
uh, and then it's like, here's a sword. You've got multiple directions you can go in and you just kind of figure it out from there. Yeah. And I wanted to get Patrick to, you know, elaborate on his take on that a little bit, too, because I know he's definitely got some good t- uh, perspectives. Yeah. So <laughs> these games make me think of The Legend of Zelda, because like you said, you're dropped in and not given much instruction and um, you're you're just given the freedom to make your choices and to have to deal with those consequences, whether that be maybe you bought something with all the the rupees that you collected and maybe it's not that useful. Um, and you're missing out on, on maybe unlocking a different area cause you didn't buy bombs. Uh, the enemies reset uh, after every screen that you come back to, just like when you die or you rest at a bonfire, uh, or various save points in the soul series. Uh, and, and you have to fight those again. And, but, but from that process, you get good at fighting those enemies and those become the fodder for that experience that I was talking about. And you have to be comfortable. I think like, like almost like a, like a JRPG where you're going to have to do a bit of grinding before you can take down that boss. that has been giving you trouble. Yep. I, I kind of really liked that grind of Elden Ring and being able to find a chia spots to be able to get all of the XP and the souls. Like that was a lot of fun gotta beef yourself up see i i'm not particular with grinding i actually hate grinding <laughs> i do too it, typically i do well the problem that i have with it is that it, it feels like filler it feels like it, it's it we didn't know how to make this game 30 hours it's really five hours but there's going to be 25 hours of just doing the same button for an hour until you get that one upgrade but but and and that that's why personally speaking i i loved legend of zelda when i was a kid because you didn't have to necessarily grind if you knew the layout you knew that you can go to this castle to pick up this item so that you can go to beat this boss over here um it felt a little more uh uh, mapped out for you so there was a there was kind of a, a way that you can go about it but you can also take in any uh, uh you can go in a, another direction if you feel like it kind of like mega man like you don't need to beat this one boss in order to kill this other boss it's just gonna be harder yeah. so i i don't know like grinding uh, it takes it takes too much time for me i i, I get I adhd I, mm, can i go do something else now please <laughs> that's all yes. i think well i don't think that that is necessarily a requirement of these games no. i just I think that it is it's just an option that you can do if you're finding something too difficult you can blaze yeah. through sections you know and just bash your head against the wall with the same level of experience that you were at and and make it through you know you're you're rewarded by just getting through it quicker you know uh getting through yeah. the area quickly I think I should admit now, um, I have never actually played Zelda. Ooh, um, it's fine. It's fine. So <laughs> I'm, I like, I kind of know what you guys are talking about, but I'm just like. It's just the concepts of the <laughs> older games and how yeah. originally classic games didn't hold your hands. And that was yeah. part of what made them fun for people back then and could still be fun for you now. Like you yeah. could possibly go back and play Zelda and be like, I find this incredibly rewarding learning the layouts learning where items are learning how to overcome enemies that at one point are hard but then once you understand what you need to do to get past them or to defeat them it's like oh okay that's not so hard i just needed to figure it out i needed to learn i needed to grow and that's where i wanted to start getting into some of the elements of what makes a souls like game a souls like and Again, it's like almost there's a there's a very interesting connection between what older games did and what the the Souls likes games evolved into over the years since the original Demon Souls and many of the knockoff or 
you know, people kind of jumping on the bandwagon. They're like, we're going to make a Souls likes now because they're so popular. Yeah. And uh, sorry, go ahead, Erica. Well, to kind of jump on one of your points there as to why uh, things are a little bit easier now, I wonder if it's an accessibility thing. A lot more people are playing. And if something is uh, just slightly more hand-holding, it's a little bit more appealing to people to play because not everybody wants a non-hand-holding game and difficult and, you know, possibly uh, smash your screen when you're trying to play. Um, <laughs> That's what makes these so special, though, because the, the, the game industry is, is littered with... That. No, but they have a and lot of why, options. They right. have a lot of options. That makes Souls so special is because it's mm -hmm. kind of stayed that way. It's more of like a, a niche place to go and play, whereas like, hey, there's a whole bunch of stuff out here that's a little bit more accessible, a little bit are on the easy route. Yes, I play pretty much all my games on easy mode because I like enjoying a game and then coming to Elden Ring and getting really frustrated. So I have one game to get frustrated at. I, I, I'm going to push a little bit back on that just because I think I don't think it's the handholding part that's like, we're, we're giving a lot of that aspect to the game. Um, I don't think that that's the the biggest thing. It's definitely absolutely a, a challenge, and it, it is a huge factor. Yeah. But like, there's plenty of games like Genshin Impact doesn't hold your hand, but it's not a Souls-like necessarily. It's that's not true. as challenging. So I, I would say my own personal thing is that when I hear Souls-like, I think bosses that are extreme challenges until you know exactly how to defeat them. As in, instead of going any other direction, just hold left and you lock on and hold left. That's how you do it. That's the only thing you need to do. And it's once true. you start learning those patterns, um, but it's better for you to do it yourself rather than just go online like I do eventually because I get so frustrated. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? So, yeah. you know, that, that's what I think it is, is learning it yourself. Yeah, funny thing is that actually leads into an article that I co-wrote with Lisbeth about cheese or not to cheese within Elden Ring. And I took the non-cheese route um, just to kind of uh, play off of each other. And it's true because sometimes bosses can get so difficult and so frustrating. It, like, I think it was Radon took me over a week to, to be because it was so freaking difficult, hours at a time, just so frustrating. Eventually, I... Uh, this was the only boss I cheesed. I went online and I found a cheese. I went in and I beat it within another hour and a half of trying. And I felt so relieved after it was over, but yet guilty because I cheesed the boss. But it, it is extremely rewarding to level up like that and go and smash that boss to the ground. Because it's true. Because when you say that and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I think of is these really difficult, hard bosses. And I'm like, you're totally right. That is like one of the first things I think of when it comes to a Souls game is those kinds of bosses. Oddly enough, I don't. What is your first thing when it like what's your first thought when it comes to a Souls game? That's what I was gonna ask you. Probably the the sense of exploration as well as uh like learning how to make your way through the game and how to overcome the challenges. Like my brain doesn't typically stick to a, a specific enemy or certain enemy bosses. Cause especially like, um, like the ones that I've played the most would be uh, like the original dark souls, the original demon souls, the demon souls remake, and especially bloodborne. And when I think of bloodborne, I don't think about one specific boss. I don't think about this one boss that, I mean, I could talk about, there was the boss that I got stuck on, 
the one that made it take me seven years to beat because I eventually kind of rage quit and then I turned away from the game for a long time and then came back to it and I beat the boss. And the thing that eventually got me over that boss, and this is something that's really critical to these Souls games, is multiplayer. The extremely unique, cryptic multiplayer. Yeah. And how they have the messaging system and how that feeds to the lore of these games. And it's actually what allowed me to go back into Bloodborne and A, learn some things, but also do the uh, the summoning and bring a friend in and beat the boss that I was stuck on. And I'm like, man, I tried to beat that boss for days by myself. Yep. And it took us twice, like two tries doing it as a team. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that. Like it, it, it's done. It's over. And I didn't look it up online specifically. I, I did see like there's better tactics to use, but ultimately I was already doing the right thing. It was just very mm-hmm. hard by yeah. myself. That multiplayer function was really fun in Elden Ring because I couldn't beat the fire giant on my own. And so I did. I brought in two random people and we all beat it together. And it was great. Use the multiplayer function. No shame. I've never used a multiplayer. Maybe that's why I hate it. I don't hate it. I don't like it. (laughs) I like the multiplayer too. I wish that it was easier to stick around with someone longer that you just wanted to actually play with a buddy and you didn't get unsummoned every time you beat a boss but i love that it's a type of game where you have uh you can play it solo you can bring in a friend or you can bring in an enemy and fight you can get invaded because you have a friend with you you can get um there's there's like like weird sub circles of like fight clubs that happen in these games where like certain arenas become known as places where players gather to show off their skills and that's a chance to test out new builds new weapons and it's an experience i feel like you don't get in a modern day shooter game for example yeah Hmm. yeah absolutely um other elements of souls likes that uh they permeate too when you look at other games that are trying to mirror what uh, you know, FromSoft has done so successfully. There's the various bits of the when you rest or re, when you die and respawn, all the enemies respawn. But there, it becomes an endless well of experience where you have to learn how to beat enemies to get good. And I'm like, is that where like get good almost comes from the culture around Souls? Like I know get good. Is that where it thing. came from? I believe it didn't. <laughs> I don't know if it came. I- I yeah, interesting. But then I want to say Dark Souls or Demon Souls had that ingrained in there of the get good mentality of because that's literally what it's about. It's about learning how to get better at the game by getting good. And yeah, it's that developing your own skills level as a player to defeat the enemies that you're stuck on. It's that it can be something simple, it can be something a little bit more complicated, or you just develop new strategies. But that's something that's kind of permeated out into other games that are trying to mirror or mimic the success of Dark Souls and other From Software games, even to the likes of something like Jedi Fallen Order or Neo, which Neo is one of my personal favorite alternate Souls likes, which does it a little differently. But I, I don't know. That's a whole nother episode I could talk on <laughs> Neo. So as somebody who has not played anything but Elden Ring, how how 
how crazy are the classes in other games? Because I'm absolutely loving like sorcerer and faith builds, but I have no idea how it works in other games. And now I'm super curious. Sekiro is the middle ground where I would say Bloodborne gives you a very limited amount of class customization. There are magic abilities. You can be heavier on using your uh, gun weapon instead of just your, your main melee weapon. Gun? Yeah, yeah, you have a pistol or a blunderbuss and you you use it to parry. There's no actual dedicated block just... button in that game. And you are using the timing of enemies' attacks. And if they're just like at the right moment, you do your gun and it stuns them. And then you can do like a like a charge attack, like a visceral, a visceral attack. attack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's um, cool. It's a completely different mechanic in Bloodborne over the yeah. rest of them. Yeah. Huh. Whereas Sekiro had had big talent trees that you'd go into. And depending on a certain type of fighting stance, that you were in, you could specialize in um, uh, bonus attacks for jumping over people and and um, just very various different kinds of combat styles. But I would say that the Dark Souls series, uh, as well as Demon Souls, is more similar to Elden Ring, where you can have okay. like a faith build, a in- intellect build. You can be uh, like a thief with a you know daggers. You could be really parry heavy, or you know a big big tank with yeah big weapons and heavy armor. Fat yeah, rolling. Fat rolling. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I did that so many times by accident. But like I had I, I initially got overwhelmed by the amount of class choices and uh typically this game is really like out of my element for like me personally because I really like a structured story. I like linear, I like things just kind of organized nicely. And so when it came to doing like classes and builds, I was looking it up and everything so customizable and so crazy, and I was feeling so overwhelmed. But eventually I found that one build that I was like, I really love and I love doing this. So is it is it just as like crazy in the other games or does it feel a bit more structured? It's like I would say I would say it's the same. I would say it's the same. It's pretty open ended, honestly. Okay. Like yeah. Well now I'm not gonna play. I'm just kidding. See, see that, that whole just... overwhelming feeling of like all the things that you could do, that that's another big thing that kind of again, my ADHD is hell brain. I like I, I look at the big world and I'm like, I'm gonna go there, and then I'm gonna go there, and then I'm gonna go there, and then I go over there. But there stays I stay there for a week and yeah. I'm still not done with it. And I'm like, I can't do this. So I eventually just kind of, you know, again, I get bored pretty easily. Even if it's still yeah. fun, I'm like, I'm just gonna try this other game that came out while I was playing this game. And I then I that. just I do that a lot. It, it's so hard for me to go back. Like I, I love bloodborne i love it it is so freaking offensively good (laughs) and i played it once for like a month straight every day three hours at a time and i've never gone back that that's one of the biggest issues that i have with these games with how beautiful and large that they are personally anyway side note louis and i louis i will play bloodborne with you and i'll get you to that game that'd be great that would be great Uh, honestly (laughs) (laughs) i'm good with that (laughs) And it's fun watching like how Gonna go buy everybody's it. like ADHD brain works, especially when it comes to this game, because it is, it's so huge and open-ended is the perfect word for it. That for some reason, my ADHD brain like actually kind of loved because I could like look at things from all of these different angles, like, a, like looking at a D20, like, Oh, does it like looking at all these different sides and how to work things out really satisfied that part of my brain, especially when it came to fighting those big bosses. It was great satisfied me (laughs) speaking of bosses i think that's another element of a souls like that we could touch on too of big bombastic crazy bosses that sometimes 
are easier than they look or mm-hmm. way harder than they look. And that's yeah. one of the beauties of bosses in any Souls game is they have a really good ability of like giving you a false sense of how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you can say, oh, this is just a regular person, but then they transform into a giant monster and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. That makes uh, me Patrick, like that so many times. Oh, sorry, Patrick. Go ahead. Well, there's, I mean, there's so many examples of different, like the different variety of bosses. Like when you say like one where you're, you're like, I don't know how this is going to be. And then it actually is like super easy. I'm thinking Yorm the Giant in Dark Souls 3, where it's like this mm. big, it's like super tall because this, he's a giant. He's a big man in his throne room and there's skulls everywhere. And it's like, oh, this is going to be gnarly. And the secret to that one is that there is a sword like near his throne itself on the opposite end of the room. So you got to bait him out and then you run and you grab it. And it's a uh, it's similar to the um, the boss in 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 Elden Ring where it's you get a, a charge up with it and so you have to just dodge his attacks and ho- and charge it up and then and then you're unleashing this like projectile sword move like Legend of Zelda when your health is all the way full and and you take him down you know in a couple minutes um, I'm thinking of the snake boss in Elden Ring I can't remember what his name is but uh, very That's similar thing. That's what I was just looking up. Mm. That was oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that, that one's easy. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you could just stand so away easy. and charge up the sword, but you think it might be tougher because it's just a large snake man. And um, I learned that the hard way because I spent two or three days trying to beat it and I couldn't do it. And it was just a simple, hey, step a little bit farther back and now you have a little bit more of an advantage. And I was like, what this? Yeah. I wish I had known that sooner. I yeah, want to use one of... Sorry, go finish what you're saying. Patrick. Oh, I was just going to say, and then I just love in Dark Souls, two, you know, any of them, and sorry, in any of the Souls series, phase two, phase threes of boss fights, where, like you said, there's just, it's like, oh, it's just a guy. But I'm thinking of like the first boss in Dark Souls 3 as well, where he's a, he's a stone statue and you got to remove a, a sword from him and he comes to life. But then phase two of him, it just becomes, again, it's like very <laughs> snake like, very parasitic. Um, that like takes up your whole screen and 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 for that to set the tone in that game um you just knew you were in for a ride yeah and I that... <laughs> so i wanted to use one of what i i think is louis favorite exp- uh, expressions and that's uh subverting expectations i love that <laughs> and that's what the souls games are phenomenal at especially yeah. when it comes to enemy types enemy designs uh level design uh especially in those bosses holy crap like you go into a fight expecting one thing and you just you cannot you can't go in with a set mentality because the game will take your set mentality and slap you in the face with it mm-hmm. essentially yeah i do think that's a huge hook as well is because you're always completely uh just just taken aback by every monster every like, like the the first real big moment that i remember in bloodborne was that the girl praying in the in the the church when she just turns around and turns into that giant wolf thing and I'm just like Amelia there you go I'm just Amelia. like you I you, love Victor Amelia. Amelia son of a bitch like that that was like there's a lot that I remember a lot of firsts in that game but that one uh-huh. I I cannot get over how I felt like oh my god and that's that when, like, like like Patrick is saying yeah absolutely and like Patrick is saying like that's when I knew I was in for a ride like I, I'd already spent like 10 hours in this game and now I got to the juicy part and that's when I was like oh wow I love that sense of wonderment the problem for me as I keep on stating is just holding it so that I can get to the next point uh, I just don't have the time to do that. 
I need to quit my job <laughs> and just play video games. Or That's all I want to do. A helping hand. Or I could use a helping hand because there's also YouTube TV. and Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That that was after a while I started doing that. And uh yeah, yeah, that totally changed everything for me. Well, I was like, oh, okay. So I just beat him, like I said hold this button and hold left that's it and it just keeps swacking and there you go you won the one of the hardest fights i've ever had in my life so then i started realizing oh okay so it's the repetitive nature of it it's learning um exactly when it's a dance when they go this way you go this way and it's it's so uh it becomes instrumental becomes literally choreographed and i i do like that it's just it's so hard to keep me there for so long and I think that one of the reasons why I loved Bloodborne more than the other ones was because of the element of horror. Like, I know that Dark Souls has a lot of horror in it, but it isn't complete. Like, the whole thing is... It just has like, sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, by the way, here's a dark place. Like, this one's like, nope, from beginning to end, nothing but Lovecraftian horror. And I, I loved that. Huh. I don't <laughs> like horror. No, that's one of the reasons I love Bloodborne, too, is I love the horror elements. Dope. I love but, it. But like that's actually what I really like too about Elden Ring. Um because the horror? I, no, I we're going <laughs> the opposite direction here. Um there is no <laughs> when it comes to Souls games, my first thought is, you know, the big, terrible, uh, horrible bosses and horror. That's like what my brain goes to. So it's like, yeah, I'll try Elden Ring. Oh my gosh, some of these bosses are absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and yet eerie and elegant. And I had a lot of fun seeing that there is beauty in this almost like horror aspect um it just is some beautiful designs for these creatures that fascinated me i was like oh it can actually be kind of like eerie instead of like <laughs> i couldn't have I couldn't heard that noise. <laughs> <laughs> so another element that i want to touch on especially too because what makes the most important thing to me when it comes to a mm-hmm. souls board game is the overall level of satisfaction that you as a player experience when you're playing one of these games because the whole formula of souls games is the tough but fair it can feel impossible until it isn't and there's that risk reward level that oh my god this is so hard and you're beating your head over the rock and you're like oh my god i can't this is why is this so hard and then you get it and you're like <gasps> the sense of euphoria Light bulb. Yeah, like yeah, you get that massive endorphin rush that you're like, finally, oh my God, I did it. And you're looking like, start spamming all your friends and like blowing crying. people up. <laughs> you're crying. The, the sweat and the, uh, the, uh, the, the intensity of you and the boss being on both like one hit from, from being done. Like I, I just like no other game can do that. That's you what makes that, these so special to me. Yeah, and you have that moment when you get that final hit and your your brain hasn't quite realized what's happening, and then you start to feel your pulse in your neck, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> you realize that your heart is like, thaw, 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 and you're like sweating and like eyes twitching. That that's usually when I let go of my tongue with my <laughs> teeth. Like, <laughs> and like, ah! and you realize you're clenching <laughs> so bad, you're gonna break all the fillings in your teeth. I. I 
the only thing I can liken that to is when you're watching a really good movie that you're very much invested in, and there's that twist at the end, usually like mystery yeah. movies, and you're like, "Oh, I knew it!" Like, like that's you know, every once in a while you get that kind of a rush, and yeah, the adrenaline. That that's that's absolutely yeah. So I want to emphasize that's what makes these games special, and that's yeah. This is a bit of a counterpoint to the accessibility option thing because yes, there's accessibility, but then there is the difference of there are games that are super easy to be super easy. That's the point of those games. And then there are games that are challenging to be challenging. So you get that rush. You get that intense satisfaction from overcoming this incredible obstacle. Yeah. There's so no way cool. to do that and still let the game be easy. It's impossible. No, that's, it's impossible. Yeah. It's literally uh, going against that principle because right. you can only get that sense of actual uh victory from being victorious because <laughs> yeah. the yeah. games give you an actual like fear of death mm -hmm. well there's stuff on the line your experience souls. your experience yeah yeah your your blood echoes your souls your whatever the currency Ruined. is in that game you know you get that second chance to go get them but that run back god I, there's oh. so i don't want to know how many souls i've lost to a a stupid fall off a cliff Oh you know, gosh, or the random skeleton you've murdered a million oh, times. A million times. A million, you're like, I've killed that guy every time, and this time it kills me. I've definitely lost <laughs> a couple million. Yeah, but, okay. there's something on the line. Yeah, it makes you invested. Yeah. Well, uh, that 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 to me, I think, is honestly, uh, it, that is scary, and that is also another big turnoff um, because it, it, there's there's a really hard sense of balance finding where okay i know i lost it and i know that i lost a lot but i'm okay with that because that's the challenge and like no 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 no, I'm not no. Okay. why I'm not is the check mark why is the checkpoint literally five hours back there no matter what you do at least put one at just a little quick like that there's Louis, a balance it's the risk reward factor <laughs> hey and that's related and not to enough the, uh, of a risk to me a <laughs> reward <laughs> to, to a great element of this game that we kind of touched on but that you have not so much in elden ring because that world is so big but specifically for bloodborne uh for for the dark souls games demon souls is that you have these interconnected worlds that yeah. you had to take this long route up the castle, you know, and, and maybe you go left and there's a boss there. But actually, if you go right and you go back downstairs, you have a lever that you pull and it opens up a big gate and you have a shortcut right back to that boss. And that's yeah. something that like it you're rewarded for that long journey you had to take, you know, like a short term long journey, you know, to get to the that checkpoint. And it's just it's it, i i'm just like i i never stop having that moment of like well that was really cool like when you when you didn't realize you actually made it back to the bonfire somehow and now there's just like an an easy route to the yeah. to the next point i i love that feeling that, one of the first yeah, things i do mm -hmm. yeah is try to find those little things because i want to find all of my in elden ring specifically the grace points that is the first thing i do is find as many grace points as possible so then if i do end up encountering mm. a boss by accident or going the long way i know exactly where i'm gonna end up because it's just right there and it's so close i think that's actually one of my personal favorite aspects too of the level design in these games elden ring excluded because it's open world the other ones are very metroidvania in that fashion of you explore you explore you explore oh i've opened this door and now i'm back to where i was okay cool 
now I know I can take that route instead. Mm -hmm. Or it opens up shortcuts, you open up quicker routes through things. And I've had that exact experience many times where you realize like, oh, I died. And you and then you go back and you look and you're like, son of a bitch. If I had turned right, right here, there. <laughs> there was a shortcut that I missed yep. because I didn't check there. That's one of my favorite things to do as well is like you have two directions. It's like, I'll slightly look this way. Okay, what's in here? It's like, okay, that's the way I need to go. So I'm going to go the opposite direction. <laughs> but sometimes that opposite direction turns out to be where you have to go. And I get really mad. Yeah. So I have to go back. That, that decision making or that scenario where you're like, yeah. okay, I don't have any Estus flasks or blood vials or <laughs> grass and demon souls. And, but I've got all these souls and I see this fog gate and like, sometimes a fog gate doesn't actually mean it's a boss, but sometimes it's like, you're just, you're, you're, you're like, I could, I could backtrack and we could put these in the bank and I could have yeah. all this experience, but I'd have to do what I just did again. And I have to maybe farm for more health, depending on the game that you're playing. You have to um, make choices. So, so you got to make those Grass, there's salt there's uh, salt uh, Demon souls. there's bloodborne there, <laughs> no, every just, different game like, i know i know you're saying words <laughs> yeah it's the same it's the same health currency you know that you only have a limited amount and no, it's just yeah, it's a, 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 a part of the appeal part of what makes these games the elements of a souls game is that you have to make decisions in the battle waiting decisions you have to think very critically of everything you're doing every step you make every choice you make is a critical decision it's not a song i was Instead just make gonna go i'll be watching you yeah <laughs> i love that it was very unintentional i don't that's the, that's i the know the song but i was not thinking that song when i said that so no so you didn't have to we did that for you you're welcome this isn't that kind of show <laughs> <laughs> now it can be <laughs> all right so I want to get back to the core question. We yeah. might have answered it already, but let's answer it for real now. Why are they so popular? Why are Souls likes so popular? We've answered it with so many different points that like initially for me, exactly. like, like it's changing my mind as to what exactly it is that makes it special because I'm leaning more towards the actual like critical decision making because that's, that's totally what it is, at least in my eyes now, after my mind's been changed, is because I it, I, I really don't remember any other games that, like, yeah, critical thinking is obviously in a ton of games, but this is such a special type of critical thinking. It's so special and unique. I can see ourselves getting to a point where we have souls fatigue. You know, as yeah. someone who who enjoys them a lot and as as like more companies catch on like, oh, they've got something here, you know, and, and really try to do to replicate that the magic of, of this series. Water um, down the market. I, I, I think that that is possible, but I think that FromSoft will always have something special with their titles and they're not pumping them out every year. You know, we get time in between. There's no there's no Assassin's Creed fatigue for from soft titles, in my opinion. Um and I think what makes them special, it's hard to not tread on what we've already spoke about, but I, I just like or why they're popular, sorry. Um, is that it's still brings something new to the table in in such a cookie cutter, you know, big companies are going to green light things that they know will sell. Um mm -hmm. that it's a company willing to take chances, whether that's stylistically uh or you know, in gameplay, uh, in trusting the audience is going to figure the story out and is going to get something from that. Um, they're just doing something unique and, and it, it, it shines in today's market. 
good point. Personally, I just think that it's like the reason why I get upset at the fact that I don't play them as much as I I, I want to. I just can't really get around to them. And it's not just the time thing. It's, it's that like I love that there's so much diversity in it. I love that there's so much you can do. There's not one way that you can play it. You play like the way you beat it is not the way I'm going to even approach it. Yeah. Um, it, it's you know we we talk about that there's critical thinking. We talk about that there's this, there's that. All those elements come together so that they can create such a such a, a joyous a, a journey and a, an adventure and experience. And flexible. And it's it, it's supposed to be so flexible that everybody can can get that uh can can get come from it from any angle and come out of it with a completely different experience, and it, it's wonderful. But it's so damn long, and it just takes so much time. That's the only issue: is that now I'm old and I have responsibilities. That's my biggest complaint. But they are not—they—they uh, they are honestly some of the best games out there for a freaking reason, man. Like you, I, I don't think that we're going to come to 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 fatigue unless everything just becomes Souls-like, uh, because they're so. If, if you're if you don't like the way that you approached it with this one try it a different way instead of going with all faith do no faith if instead of you know doing this order go to that order whatever the hell there's so yeah. much to it personally that's what i think and and you're totally right though especially about like going in with the no faith or no intellect that's why i've liked being able to like replay the story books from the beginning because then i can see oh i could have beaten the boss this way with this whole different class set fascinating exactly yeah do you find that the games are less fun i'm sorry this this is just a separate question if i may though um do you find that it's harder and obviously not erica you you said you've played it many times but does do you feel like um something is taken away on a replay once you know that oh that guy's around the corner he got me the first time and that was a great experience but like once you're like the magic is like is a little bit off in my experience um unless i even with a new build but but knowing like where to go and when and why once i've spent 100 hours on one character you know there are still things out there that i look forward to but i'm just curious how do you hmm. find these other playthroughs um do they still have the same kind of charm for me it has because I've been playing it in a different style. It's like, I know this guy's here and I know his tactics, but my tactics have changed completely. So it kind of makes it harder because I don't know the way I'm going to play it or if any of these things that I'm using even work. So that to me is like a new kind of magic instead of not knowing anything really about the bosses and what they do. I'm the one that's different. So that's my new magic. Does think, it ever come out the other way and it works better? <laughs> I think there's something to be said for the fact that Erica's never played the other Souls likes because Elden Ring is the only thing that she's ever really played. Yep. So it, maybe that's why she has less time spent yeah. in this genre. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I just like after the first playthrough, I've created such a such an immense internal map of the game that it's it's hard to find the same joy in it on a second run, which is why I'm so excited for the idea of DLC um, to, to expand that world again. Um, yeah. And why it's been so great when I didn't, I didn't play these chronologically when they came out and how much fun it had been to be able to go back and, and, and play some of the games that I missed at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I think Bloodborne was my first one that I actually beat. 
um, before then going back and, 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 uh, going crazy on them. But, um, I don't know, Dan, how do you feel about it? Have you really gotten a chance to do a, a second playthrough on anything and, um, or even booting up a new character? Like I, I just like having to play the same starting zone. Like if I could like make a character that's all of a sudden 50 hours into the story. So it, it's just not the same stuff that you were in for so long. Um, that'd be way more appealing to me. I've on my second and a half or third run of Bloodborne now. And I've also done a second run on Neo. And I've redone the starting area of Neo probably a dozen times. And even still to this day, I, I'm not bored of it. I'm actually a whole side tangent. I started playing Neo on my Steam Deck the yesterday. And I'm playing brand new character, fresh from scratch, playing the whole beginning area again. I know exactly where everything is, but I still find this immense satisfaction in like, I know how to deal with these enemies way better than I did the first time. I, I actually had the same weird hesitation when I approached the first like relatively hard enemy. And I'm like, I remember that guy kicking my ass the first time I played this game. And like I still have a hesitation, but then I go at him and I kill him instantly and I have no issue. There is no struggle at all. But I'm like, I still remember though. I still think about it. That that my guy my, the turns of kicked tables. my ass the first time I did this. <laughs> oh, something I forgot to touch on too, just about the elements of a Souls game is 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 multiple endings and the different mm. kind of um the, the different kind of paths yeah. that you can take, it's not always just beat the last boss. It's did you rekindle the flame or did you let it fade uh, in, in, in Dark Souls? Did you... Um, oh, Bloodborne. You know, did you collect all the the moon... The umbilical cords. The umbilical cords. Umbilical you know? cords. Yeah, yeah. And I did. I did. And I fought the one reborn... I can't remember. No, that's a different boss. Um, uh, but but just the, uh, the fact that there's like... There's like eight endings to Elden Ring, but there's always like a better one. But the better ending doesn't really make you feel good. Yes. <laughs> yes. I. That's what I did with the first one because uh, so I won't like spoil which endings or what. But I chose one ending that was really long, complicated quest line. I was like, yeah, this is great. And then I was like, I didn't like that. And so my second playthrough, I was like, now I'm going to do the ending that I actually want. And I was like, yes, now I feel good. That's <laughs> Yeah, I felt better. Yeah, a bad ending can ruin the entire experience. <laughs> Just yeah. talk to Game of Thrones writers. There's a lot of endings in Souls like so. Like most of them like aren't that. very good. Most of them aren't very positive. No, they don't so, leave you feeling warm and fuzzy ever. Which which Bloodborne type game would you recommend I play? Which Souls? Like, because like? I I hear like Souls games. That's what I mean. Like there's, I hear there's Neo and Dark Souls three. Awesome. Dark Souls three. If you want I to say so. in the from, uh, from soft mm -hmm. genre, the from soft developed games, uh, Dark Souls three is a good one, and I think Bloodborne is a highly recommended for me, but also it's very different mechanically. And the I think the mm -hmm. horror elements are going to turn you off. I mean, I'm sure you yeah, can power possible. through it, Erica, but I think that like you know just it's trying to be aware of that. Because I do, I want to try. It's a pretty gross because game. <laughs> That's what that's that's one of my main turnoffs from it. But like hearing all of this stuff, I'm like, okay, maybe I really do want to give a different one a try. And if I don't like it, I'll just go back and play Elden Ring again. And I know you like, you know, the the Dungeons and Dragons, you know, and the Lord of the Rings. And Dark Souls Three is very much that that um, kind of setting. I don't know the better yeah. term for that, but the, it's the fantasy you know, castles, knights, uh, dragons, the like. Fantasy you know. aspect, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do love fantasy. It's my favorite. All right, so. Well, 
I wanted to give like my final summary as well on the yes. So yeah, Souls likes very popular. We all have our reasons for liking them. Louis, I'm gonna make you like them eventually. <laughs> you just gotta spend the time <laughs> with it. I can remember playing Demon Souls, the original on PS3, on a whim and thinking there's something special about this. I don't know what it is, but there's something special. And here we are, over ten years later. Yeah, we all have our reasons to enjoy these games. There's so much to get from them. I I just I love games that make me feel special like these do. They make me feel skillful. They make me feel intelligent. Yes, I want to kill myself sometimes while playing him, but <laughs> when I get past that, it's all flowers and roses. That's <laughs> true. I feel that. That's a good one. I'll, I I like them. I, I think I think adding the element of a friendly face is going to really, really amplify that because then I don't get bored. Like I can play Call of Duty forever and it's a shitty game, but I can do it because I play with my friends online. So yep. that I'm I'm actually very excited to be like, all right, Dan, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Anyway. <laughs> this has been a fantastic conversation about Souls Likes and what we love about these games. Thank you all for tuning in with us this evening. We will catch you all next week. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I like that so much. Are we all going to do it? But Patrick, yeah, I didn't know. Patrick's like, this is dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. I love it. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.